We're glad you're listening to Rhema for Today. You see, a lot of times we have the calling, we feel that, we sense that, we know that on the inside of us, and we just to go out to do things that others have done or others are doing without waiting on God long enough to find out what did He call me to do. And I thought, you know, up till then, well, it's just, you either got to be a pastor or evangelist, you see, and so I'd been both of them, and yet by doing both of them, I never had got into the first phase of my ministry. Many ministers, he said, live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry or what I call them to do. Then he said to me, that's the reason that many ministers die prematurely. Never they live their full life out. Oh, we're going, to go, we're going home sometime. Don't misunderstand. We know that. But he said, you see, if you're not in the perfect will of God, then you're only in the permissive will of God. And when you're in the permissive will of God, you're where Satan can get at you or get to you. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching, How to Increase Your Spiritual Effectiveness, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. I saw Jesus standing there. And I had a sensation of going right up there and standing before him. And when I did, he said, let us go up to the throne of God. And we went up and stood before the throne of God. And he pointed that right finger to me just like that and said, I called you before you were born. Well, that explains something as I thought about it later on. You see, that's the reason that I always, as far back as I can remember, always was conscious of that inward conviction or calling. Always. It's just as much a part of me as, as my ears are a part of my head, or my hand is a part of my body. That's just as much a part of me as any part of my being. And always was. And that's the reason is because that calling was there. I called you, he said. That's the way he began his conversation with me before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. He said to me, Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born many times since then. But my angels have watched over you and cared for you until this hour. Then he talked to me about when I entered into the first phase of my ministry. And here's something that's important, and I want to stop for a moment to get something over. When I entered into the first phase of my ministry, he said, when you left the last church you pastored, and I had been pastoring in three years of evangelism, 12 years of pastoring, I've been in the ministry 15 years. Now get this, I'd been in the ministry full time 15 years. Almost 12 years pastoral, three years evangelistic on the field, field ministry. Yet he said, when you left your last church you pastored, you at that time entered into the first phase of your ministry. Now you think about that. Be in the ministry 15 years and never even get in the first phase of what God had for me. Then Jesus said something else to me. He said, many ministers live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry that I have for them. 
You see, a lot of times we have the calling, we feel that, we sense that, we know that on the inside of us, and we just to go out to do things that others have done or others are doing without waiting on God long enough to find out what did he call me to do. See? And I thought, you know, up till then, well, it's just, you either got to be a pastor or evangelist, see, so I'd been both of them, and yet by doing both of them, I never had got into the first phase of my ministry. Many ministers, he said, live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry or what I call them to do. Then he said to me, that's the reason that many ministers die prematurely. Never they live their full life out. Oh, we're going, to go, we're going home sometime. Don't misunderstand. We know that. But he said, you see, if you're not in the perfect will of God, then you're only in the permissive will of God. And when you're in the permissive will of God, you're where Satan can get at you or get to you. You don't have that hedge of protection around about you. Can you see that? And so he said, that's the reason many times and oftentimes some ministers have died way before the time. They never, they lived and died and never did even get into the first phase of what I had for them. Well, I'll tell you, it's just so much better to get over into the perfect will of God that I never want to be anywhere else except there. Are you listening to me? Amen. And so the Lord said, at that time you entered into the first phase of your ministry. Then he spoke to me about the time when I entered into the second phase of my ministry. And then the Lord said to me, it is now time for you to enter into the third phase of your ministry. Now see, I took a broad enough text where I couldn't, I'm bound to stay on track, you see. Calling, gifts, offices, and now that fourth word, ministry. Our ministry, let us wait on our ministry. See? Amen. Now he said it's time for you to enter into the third phase of your ministry. And the Lord held his hands out like that toward me and he said to me, stretch forth thine hands. And I stretched my hands out like that in front of me. And he took the finger of his right hand and he laid that finger in the palm of my right hand. And he took the same finger and laid it in the palm of my left hand. And then he said, kneel down before me. And I got on my knees. And I've always said he laid his right hand on my head. And I just really supposed that because I had my eyes shut on my knees. I felt him lay a hand on my head. I just supposed it was his right hand. But I felt the hand on my head at least. And I heard him say these words. I have called thee. Now there's a word calling again. And have anointed thee. Whatever he calls you to do, he'll anoint you to do it. Whatever he calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. Now that doesn't mean you, you don't need to study. That doesn't mean you don't need to prepare yourself in many ways. But the ability to do it, he furnishes. There are some people that either haven't been called, or else they're hopelessly unfaithful, one of the two. Because whatever he called you to do, he will equip you to do it. Now, he said, I have called thee and have anointed thee and have given unto thee a special anointing 
to minister to the sick. Well, I knew immediately what that was then, then I felt it in my hand. It was what he said it was, a special anointing of healing power or healing virtue to minister to the sick. Of course, this isn't the only way to minister. We'll be talking about different methods of ministering healing during the crusade. But this is one method, and it's scriptural, it's, it's biblical. Then he said to me, stand up right on thy feet, and I stood up on my feet. And he said to me again as he pointed his right finger at me, just like that. Now, he said, you tell the people exactly what I've told you, or else it won't work. That is, he said, you tell the people that you saw me. You tell them that I appeared unto you. You tell them that I spoke to you. You tell them I laid the finger of my right hand in the palm of each one of your hands. You tell them the healing anointing is in your hands. And I believe the Lord has a sense of humor about it. I know he does. You are bound to know that yourself. He made all of us. You couldn't hardly look in the mirror without knowing that. He had a sense of humor. Amen. He said to me, you tell them that I laid the finger in my right hand in the palms of each one of your hands. Tell them the healing anointing is in your hands, not in your head. I never told you to lay your head on anybody. That's what he said to me. Not in your feet. I never told you to lay your feet on anybody. The Bible talks about laying on of hands, doesn't it? Now he said, you tell them also that I told you to tell them if they'll believe that, that is, believe you're anointed, and will receive that anointing. Then that power will flow from your hands into their body and will drive out their sickness or their disease or will effect a healing or a cure in them. Now I began to minister way back there in 1950 with this anointing. If I had time, I could tell you about many wonderful healings. But then four times over a 20-year period, the first time it happened was in Port Arthur in 1952, two years after the Lord had appeared to me. I was sitting in a chair, as I did in those days, on a platform laying hands on people as they passed by, when suddenly a stronger anointing came on me. You know you can be more anointed or less anointed to do anything. You know as well as I know that sometimes you have a greater anointing to pray than you do at other times. If you're a Sunday school teacher, you know this, that sometimes you have a greater anointing to teach that Sunday school class than you do at other times. If you're a singer or even the choir singing, you know as well as I know that sometimes you have a greater anointing to sing. If you've ever witnessed anyone about salvation, about the Lord, you know you have a greater anointing to witness at times than you do at other times. The preachers are conscious, and so is the congregation, conscious of the fact that the pastor or the preacher has a greater anointing to preach at times than he does at other times. There have been times that the anointing came to preach, you know, just and it seemed like he was going to fly away. And then some other time you come limping in on all four flats, all four wheels flat. I've been there both times, haven't you? If you preach, you know that, and if you just sit in the crowd, you know it. Well, whatever God called you to do, you can be more anointed or less anointed to do that. And I was sitting in this chair with ministering with this anointing that he had given to me, and when suddenly a stronger anointing of that same power came on me. 
I recognized it as being the same thing, a healing anointing. And, uh, and it was multiplied a hundredfold. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with the two-CD set from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, Hold Fast to the Word. Also from Kenneth Hagan, the four-CD set, Man's Impossibility, God's Possibility. All this for the special price of $25. That's $17 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. We do Living Faith Crusades. Yes. We're starting, our schedule starts in January. January, yes. But if you want to know where we're going to be throughout the year, just go visit rhema.org and you can see our upcoming itinerary mm-hmm. and where we're going to be. If we're coming into your area, we yes. want you to come in, out and see us. And, That's right. And tell us, hey, I'm a partner. I watch the television broadcast because we like to talk to those we people. Do. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on how to increase your spiritual effectiveness. That's tomorrow on Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.